This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Tara and I'm chatting to authors and experts about their self-help, wellness and personal development books. If you're looking for ways to be happy, be well and be inspired, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Better Reading B. Caitlin Cady is a meditation teacher and the author of the book that I think has one of the best titles ever, Heavily Meditated, which Vogue Australia named the coolest book on meditation. She's also the creator of the Heavily Meditated app. Her new book, The Hope Dealer, another great title, is a treasure trove of soulful straight-up talk designed to light you up from the inside out. Delivered with wit, warmth and wisdom, each of the 101 messages will up the ante on your day, help you tune in to your highest self and plug you into your fullest potential. I've been delving into it daily, so I'm thrilled to be talking to her today. Caitlin Cady, welcome to Better Reading B. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. And thank and you for that then, lovely intro. <laughs> Look, uh, you do come up with fabulous names for your books. Um, and The Hope Dealer, I re- I mean, it's such a great name. It really is. And it's a really unusual book. Um, it opens with, you say in it, uh, the opening, I believe inspiration has the power to change us. It can spark our imagination, stir the creative forces within us and spur us into action. That's the guts of this book really, isn't it? It's like a, it's almost like an oracle pack, but in a book. And it is to spur that, like to, to spark inspiration in someone. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the heart of the book and the vision that I had for how you could use it as a, as a, something to dip in on the daily and use almost like an Oracle. So Mm. yeah, that is sort of the, the way that I envisioned people to use it. And I think, yeah, it was just my hope that I'd be able to help people find a fresh perspective because I know for me, um, the willingness to see silver linings in, you know, any situation and the willingness to sort of take the bitter and turn it into something sweet and something meaningful is, has been a real advantage Mm. for me in life. And Mm. yeah, so this is just really a collection of those kinds of perspectives that can help us find a new way of seeing things um, that empowers us to move forward with a sense of courage and hope and inspiration. Look, there's some wonderful advice in here. Um, some really great advice, actually. Um, you know, tuning into higher self, reframe resistance, sayonara to self-doubt, build compassion. But one thing I want to ask you, you know, look, um, oracles and and books where you would turn to a page and, you know, get your message for the day. They're very, very popular. So we're talking to people who perhaps already use them and people who are curious, who don't use them. How do you think it works? Like I wake up and I want to set the tone for the day and I pick up your book and have a think about a question or a 
you know, a feeling and energy, whatever. And then I open to a page and I get your message for the day. So how do you think, and it's, and, you know, and it's appropriate. You go, ah, yeah, you know, what an appropriate message for today. How do you think that works? Well, I, I really do believe in that sort of divine timing and that, you know, we're co-creating our lives. And I mean that in a very grounded way. Um, I guess I just feel that we're, there's two aspects, right? One, I feel that we are, we are a co-creation. There is something beyond us, whether it's just nature or the divine or God or goddess or whatever, we call it by many names. So there's that aspect that, you know, this idea of connecting to um, even just this idea of consciousness, right? That there's some kind of universal energy that we're able to tap into as individual beings, that we're a drop in the ocean divine. And I think that there's that sort of like, that's the well that we're dipping into. And the way that we get there is our own internal guidance system. So I think for us to be able to have rituals and tools that allow us to really tap into those instincts and intuitions so that we can develop a sense of mm, self-trust, right? Because although we're sort of like looking for something outside of ourselves, it's really the best advice is always coming from within by tapping into that inner voice of knowing that gut feeling, those instincts. So. I guess for me, I feel like it's that combination of using our own inner guidance that's, you know, leading us towards a universal truth. Mm, mm. I like that. And I think, you know, for anyone who's listening who doesn't believe in, and, and I do, I, I believe that we are divine creators, um, but for someone who doesn't believe in that, you know, they would still believe in that self-trust. And I like that, that you can use a book like this. You don't have to be woo-woo or whatever, you can just trust yourself and trust. Uh, and sometimes that's a process of learning how to trust your own decision-making processes. Mm. So to have tools like this, you know, they help in that. They help in that sort of forming your own self-trust. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in general, just most of us really are looking for more meaning in our lives. Yes. And um, that I think meaning is and connection are the things that make us feel satisfied and happy and fulfilled in life. And so, yeah, by, by tuning in and looking for themes in your life or messages or just learnings, that's going to instantly give you a sense of meaning. So even if you just think I'm opening to a completely random page and there's no, there's no such thing as the divine and you know, wipe all of that aside. I still think that there's power in looking for themes and bringing a sense of curiosity to your experiences in life so that you can, again, you know, alchemize it into alchemize your experiences. Otherwise, you're just sort of like watching things happen. So it's that that ability to sort of pay attention to our lives and look for those themes and look for those opportunities for growth and for learning. If nothing else, mm. you know, maybe you find a message that is going to sort of give you a little bit of a clue or an inspiration about something that, you know, you might want to do differently mm. moving forward. Yes. And I think even um, the messages themselves aside, isn't it nice to have daily rituals? Indeed. So um, 
obviously you meditate. I meditate every day as well. But there are um, other things that I sometimes don't get time to do daily, but I certainly do weekly and within the week. Ritual is so important. It is so to have like, okay, today is the day that I pick up the book and I get a message and maybe write some gratitude in a gratitude diary or whatever it is. Daily rituals or weekly rituals are so important to just Mm. settling us, I think, and stopping the noise all around us. And that's why I I love this. I love that, um, that it is, I mean, we have readers. This is a book. You hold this book. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you can read it from cover to cover. And it is, that's an experience, which I did the first time. So it's an experience itself to read from mm-hmm. cover to cover, but then you just dip in and out as you need mm-hmm. it. Now, I know that uh, some time ago, you actually did a video clip for us um, where you discussed the audio book version of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's fascinating to me as well, because how would you use the audio? audio book with this? Yeah, well, we we designed it in the same way where basically you can just select a track almost at random and get a message that way. So each message is its own separate track in the audiobook. So it is really fun to interact with it that way. And I've had people say that that's how they're using it. Um, and I've also had people say they're just sort of listening to it straight through as they're driving or walking or kind of going through their the emotions of their day. Um, but I love the idea that people are dipping in for just a little sound bite. And it's great. And it's so yeah. modern. It's so today. Like if you're listening to this podcast, for example, on a um on a train and it's peak yeah. hour, go and yeah. download the book, you yeah. know, and do that. Yeah. And you're you're sitting at central station every morning. You just listen to what your message is for the day. How cool is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, that can be its own ritual. You know, I think so often yeah. people feel like, oh, to have a morning ritual is this, you know, it takes an hour of my day. But maybe it is while you're walking with your latte, you know, on yeah. your way to work or in the on the train station. It becomes there's a way of infusing that sense of meaning and rhythm. Um, and ritual in your life in a way that's not, you know, sitting around with a stick of incense in a quiet <laughs> room in the dark, right? Like there's other ways of, of weaving. See, I'm totally woo-woo and I never do that. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, however you want to come at it, you know, you can, but I think it's just about um, carving out those little spaces, those little pockets for yes for these things in our lives, um, in any way we can get them. You know, I I say that about meditation, um, to be devoted, but flexible. Yeah, absolutely. And and Mm. I think that's true of any kind of ritual that, you know, is meaningful to you or that you feel is worth an investment of your time and energy. It's like, you know, it can look different ways on different days, Mm -hmm. but it's just that regularity and that showing up, um, that can really make a difference. And, you know, to your point about weaving it into like your daily commute or something like that, I'm going to guarantee you that you'll feel a hundred percent better listening to something like that than spending that five minutes scrolling on Instagram. Right. Absolutely. like, how are you using those little moments of downtime, you know, as opportunities? Like, what are you feeding yourself? Are you feeding yourself something that's positive and uplifting? Or are you feeding yourself something that's just going to spin those feelings of, you know, self-doubt and not enough and... And stress. 
you know. So to sit there and listen, and some of some of these messages in the book are really practical as well. So Mm -hmm. we're talking sort of more, you know, spiritual and woo woo here. And for listeners out there who, there are really practical messages in here. So you're on the train and you're listening to it, or you're reading the book, you know, and um, and you get the message like productivity isn't the only way to measure a day. That's, it's great because everyone is just constantly trying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Let's have a busy competition, you yes. know. And, yes. it's, and so I read that message in a very busy week. Uh-huh. It, it popped up for me and I went, okay, yes, <laughs> got that message. But And then I read it. And the rest of the day I spent just in moments reflecting on that. And right. what it, and that's yeah. what's so cool. wonderful about your book as well. You you read the message and then you go okay. And throughout the day or the week, you're reflecting on how that um, what that means for you and your life. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes my day to know that, (laughs) that it's a message that sticks with you. And yeah, I mean, I think it is important to have, it's not just about dipping into something and going, oh, I feel amazing right now. And then you forget about it. You know, ideally you want to bring that lens into your day with you and have it sort of change the way that you're seeing things or looking at things. You know, I think so often, even that message in particular, it's like the, the sort of war cry of that message is like, don't miss, don't miss all of the, all of the beauty and meaning mm-hmm. and satisfying aspects of life as a human yes. being that are available to you by only being focused on measuring your worth as, you know, how productive I was today. Yes, absolutely. And how you know? busy I was, you how know? busy I was and how much, you know, I got done. Like, yeah. That's yeah. not something that you are going to remember on your deathbed. Wow, I got I was yeah. so productive. Yeah. You should see my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so my productive. email yeah. inbox is tidy yeah. as, right? Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not actually what makes a life yeah. meaningful yeah. or beautiful. And so yes. I think it's just about re reminding ourselves literally mm. like re reframing the way that we're thinking about our everyday lives and our everyday moments. And I I appreciate you saying that this is practical advice because that is important to me to be, you know, I want to present concepts that are beautiful and meaningful and poetic, but I always like to serve it with a side of 
practicality because it's like, if you can't implement that or bring that into your life on a daily basis, then it's probably not going to serve you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Look, another one, um, go it alone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, and I thought that was a a really great, um, a great one because so many people are, well, afraid of just turning off the noise, afraid Mm -hmm. of being alone Mm -hmm. in their own company. I think that's so important. Number 76, self-forgiveness is an Mm. act of rebellion. That was a cool Mm. one. I really liked that. Mm. Do you want to um, explain that to our listeners? Yeah, well, I think they actually are um, similar. You know, a lot of these have, a lot of these messages have sort of roots in the same system, right? Um, But that, I think it's about sort of, you know, determining your own self-worth. So with the self-forgiveness as an act of rebellion, you know, I think that forgiveness really is, any kind of forgiveness is an act of freeing yourself, right? And um, when we can forgive ourselves, the more readily that we can forgive ourselves, the more compassion we can bring to our relationships with each other. And, you know, I think also it's just this like willingness to get it wrong and go again, right? Like that's really the definition of resilience, isn't it? It's like, I got knocked down, I got back up. Yes. But it's a prerequisite for resilience to be able to forgive yourself, to be able to start over. So it really is, it really is such a, an important quality to cultivate in ourselves, but it's one that we don't talk about that much because we tend to, I think, punish ourselves well, well past the point of it serving any kind of, you know, good in our lives. So it really is this, it's kind of a, but the reason I call it a rebellion is because I think it's a rebellion against perfectionism. Mm. And I think perfectionism is just ruining people's lives, honestly. Absolutely. You know, and productivity is linked to that and stillness and an inability to get still or uh, an unwillingness to be alone. Those Mm. things are linked to perfectionism and productivity. And so the more that I can say to myself, um, I'm a human being, I'm getting things wrong and that's okay. And I forgive myself then the more readily we're able to find new fresh perspectives and new beginnings. And then when we feel that way about ourselves, we can be that way in the world. Mm. And that's really what we need in the world, right? Is a sense of yeah. I think people leaning in and going, I forgive you. I, mm-hmm. I, I understand that we don't, you know, see eye to eye on this, but I, I just, I look at the world and I'm like, it's becoming more and more polarized. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And that is to not stand in judgment of self and and others, you know, is a bridge. It 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 sort of bridges that divide that is, I just can't believe how quickly it's happened as well. There is, it's just so divisive at the moment. Mm. So self-forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness, it's an act of rebellion. I love that. Mm. Um, The other thing that you, and you just talked about um, things connecting. And I, I find that in this book, you know, they do connect. There is a, an arc almost to um, the lessons Mm. that, that you're, providing and Mm. um 
did you, I, I'm guessing you didn't write it in order. No. No. <laughs> so no. how how is it, what's the process like for writing something like this and then actually putting it in order? Yeah, well, I think the interesting thing about um, the process is that it was a practice in mm. a lot of ways. So it became a ritual, a weekly ritual where um, sort of the, the origin story of the book really is that I would write these pieces and I would put them on, you know, my blog or on Instagram. And um, around that time that I was sort of doing it with a bit of regularity, um, my husband and I and a couple of friends started a weekly magazine here in Byron Bay called Byron Bazaar. And it was a black and white print magazine. And it had, you know, what was going on around town and, um, and, you know, dining guides and book reviews and things like that. And then like fun things like tarot scopes. And one of the gals who was working with us said, you know, Caitlin, why don't you have a column? And it just, you know, it's funny to me now, but it just didn't even occur to me that I, as a writer, would write a column for this, you know, publication that I was co-creating. And I thought, okay, yeah, sure. So I started kind of turning these pieces that I was writing for, you know, my website or for social media and putting them in this, you know, weekly magazine. And so then I really had to like stay with that rhythm of like every week I had to come up with something. And, um, the, that was, you know, that was a practice that was a ritual in and of itself was just sort of paying attention to life, paying attention to what was happening in my life, paying attention to the themes that were happening in the lives of my friends and family. And, so, you know, many of these pieces are written, they're love letters to, to my loved ones, to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and as an extension of that to everyone who reads the book, it is that, you know, I mean, sometimes there's a little bit of tough love, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, that is how I speak in, yes. in life is like, um, it's always coming from the heart and yeah, it's direct and I'm not going to BS you. Um, so it's interesting because it is authentic. Like you read it and there's a really authentic, um, voice there. It's also beautifully designed. It's a hardcover, beautifully designed book with a very authentic voice in there that is wise, sometimes witty, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, sometimes practical, like it's, uh, you, do you want to hear what mine was today? Tell me, yes. Make waves of love. Did you wake up uninspired, unmotivated, or in a downright funk? I did because I had to wake up extra early this morning to get my son to the train because it was his first day of uni. Oh, big day. <laughs> um, shake it off with one question. How can I be of service today? Ooh. And I love that. I love that. I love the idea of when you get too in your head about your own, you know, and your, and your, you know, your vibration frequency isn't high enough. I didn't have time to meditate this morning. So, you know, it's a reminder, how can I be of service today? And it's something that I have gone through the day so far and will continue to consider for the rest yeah. of the day. And I love it. I really, it's a great reminder to go, okay, it's not about me. What, how can I be of service? Yeah. Well, and I love that you know, you woke up in a funk because you were driving your son to the train and yet that was an act of service. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. I didn't even yeah. think of that, but yeah. yeah <laughs> I, and I know? only did, I wouldn't normally do that for him. He's old enough to do it himself. 
but he's nervous about yeah. starting uni. So I thought, look, I'm just going to, it gives me a chance to chat to him and yeah. But that's so lovely, right? Because yeah. it was like a beginning, a new beginning for him and a threshold that he was walking across and you were there to sort of see him to the door and be, uh, you know, a bridge for him into that new I can tick it off I can go yay yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean that's definitely something that's worth waking up early for isn't it you know absolutely yes I am I don't know if you've listened to or read that book happier hour by I think her name is uh, Cassie Holmes She's a PhD and she teaches at the UCLA business school. She teaches a class about happiness. And one of the exercises she has in the book is like for you to calculate, say, take something like that. You're driving your son to the train station. She has you calculate how many times you've done it, you know, or dropped him off to school. You could zoom out a little bit. And then how many times you have left taking into account, you know, life, life changes over the coming years. And when you do that, you see that something that seems either insignificant or infinite in the number of repetitions that you will have for it is actually very finite. And I just oh, absolutely I love it. Yeah, I because agree. Yes. You, that's a moment in time mm. that you will never, ever get to experience again. And so yes. thank goodness that you decided to wake up early and do that and be there for that moment. I agree. I've often said that because I'm an almost empty nester, he lives there part-time and my other yep. son lives in Vancouver now. And uh, I often say, I wish the universe had sent me a letter saying, next week is the last time that son A or B is going to hold your hand when you cross the road. Small thing. Yeah. Don't get the memo that that's just about to be over. You know, wouldn't you hold tight to that little moment the last time you're crossing the road because they've got their hand in yours and you go, this is the last time. You don't know. You know, so you should appreciate every single one of those times because one day it it is, it's done. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I'm very much attuned to that. My kids are um, almost 10, 8, and um, 5 and a half. And so I'm very attuned to the fact that, like, it is the longest, shortest time, right? Like, the days and the weeks can feel like years. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. It, go, it goes by in a blink, but making school lunches every day can right. just... Yeah. yeah, those late, those sleepless <laughs> nights, you know, they feel like an eternity and yet the years just fly by. So it is... They do. It is, so how do you, um, with with such a busy life with young kids, you're right in the thick of it at the moment. Yeah. Do you use these, like, do you use the book yourself or um, if not daily, sort of in some ritualistic way throughout the week? I don't use the book, but I do have, I I guess for me, my, my ritual, um, that would be related to the book is writing. Um, so for me, it's often, it, it is, it's that paying attention. I feel like I'm making field notes for life, right? Like that's what these kind of feel like to me. Is, That's a good title too. That might be the next book. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. Watch this space. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, that is how I, that, you know, these are little gems, I hope, um, that yeah. have come out of, you know, alchemizing hard things in life, right? So whether it was my own experiences, you know, there's a, 
quite a few pieces on grief, um, yeah. which, you know, I lost my little brother really suddenly about four years ago. And what's been, what, what I will say is that about reading my own work is that, um, I'm someone who I generally sort of like write it, read it and it's out the door. Yes. But I lost my dad recently, um, just in October last year. And it was, it was funny because people suddenly wanted to talk about grief and a lot of the mm. interviews I was doing just sort of coincidentally. And it was, they were bringing up these pieces that I'd written about my experience of losing my brother. And it was a bomb for me to read what I had written and to be affirmed in my own experience of, you know, grief the second time through of going, yes. Ah, okay. Like to not only remember um, the truth of those of of what I had written, but also to go oh, and it, and it feels different, you mm. know. It feel and it feels different because I'm I'm in a different place with understanding what grief is like and mm. um and all of that. So you know, each you've of been through really- a lot. You've been through a lot, but I think that my page today probably um, is also appropriate for you because how can I be of service today? And your writing definitely is the way that you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. View the world and um, share this with um, with others, and certainly through your book, which I love. Um, You know, you are being of service. Thank you. That's really just the nicest compliment you could pay me. So thank you so much. That's it. Is it's a privilege to be able to um, share what you know what I am writing, and I'm very I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do that, and always so humbled to know that people are spending their time you know, reading those words and having those words land in their heart is, you know, as you know, as a writer, it's just, it's very humbling and so touching and brings so much um, joy and meaning to my life. So I'm really very grateful. The book is The Hope Dealer. You need to get a copy for yourself and probably a couple for friends because it is an absolutely beautiful gift and I've already bought it for my besties. Oh, <laughs> uh, so The Hope Dealer, Caitlin Katie, thank you so much for being on Better Eating Bee today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.
If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.